I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Tuesday, June 21st. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice. Normally, we're coming at you on a Monday, but we celebrated Father's Day. And also, I got to shout out all the mothers doing the job of the father on Father's Day. But we're back. Waiver Wire episode, as well as fantasy pitchers to stream this week. Clay is joining us, as well as Colby Olson, like always. Clay, I'm going to throw it over to you first. First, how was your Father's Day? Second, give us the stats on how we did last week. Father's Day was great. Um, it was a wedding weekend I had to go to. This is, um, I had a wedding last weekend, the weekend prior, and next, the, this upcoming weekend. So a bunch of weddings. Went to Louisville for Father's Day. Um, another Father's Day tonight as well. Um, but I want to jump into how we did last week because it's pretty, it, it, I, I don't know if interesting is the right word. I'd say mixed results. Um, so last week, Peter picked Alex Wood as his streamer because he had two starts. Um, that first start, six innings, four hits, two runs, five Ks. Pretty, pretty good first start. I'll, I'll and take the win. that. And the win. And the win. We'll Second that. start. 5.1 innings, four hits, four runs, four Ks. A bunch of fours there. Um, Ezekiel Duran was his pickup as his batter. 261, 292, 435, four RBIs, two steals. Two steals. Pretty interesting, especially in a category league. Um, so I don't know. I, I I would say Peter did pretty well. I'd give myself, I'd give myself a B plus. Maybe a yeah. B? Yeah. Solid. Take it. Colby, Luis Garcia, the Luis Garcia who plays for the Nationals, shortstop, second baseman, 344, 364, 531, home run, three doubles, five runs, nine strikeouts, and no walks. Mm. That's just who he is, though. I think <laughs> yeah. that's just who he is. I, he's going to put the ball in play a lot. Um, I was happy about that one. That's a good Yeah, one. really good pick. Pitcher. Not a really good pick. Alex Fiedo, three innings, nine hits, seven runs. We'll just go ahead and do you the courtesy of moving on to my picks. <laughs> I had a really like historically bad one and a very good one. Bryson Stott, listen to this slash line. 039-039-039. That's one hit the entire week and nothing else. This guy was bad. My streamer if you all remember, was 0.5 owned Bo Brisky of the Detroit Tigers. Big Tigers podcast last week. Seven innings, three hits, six Ks. Did not get the win because the Tigers do not have any offense. However, there is an important prospect joining the Tigers that I know we'll talk about today. Yeah, I was going to... Go ahead. Go I was going to take it away because uh, there was three prospects that I think we should update the people on. Obviously, Riley Green made his debut, collected two hits in his debut. Not really much of a sample here. He's played in two games, but, you know, a good start to his career. 400 batting average right now. I don't know if I would rush to pick him up just yet. I would see, you know, how he performs, maybe get his feet wet a little bit, um, and then maybe go pick him up, especially, you know, if you're in a dynasty league or deep league, he's probably already rostered. But, you know, for the 10-teamers, the 12-teamers, I don't know if just yet is the time to add him. And then Gabriel Mourinho. Had kind of a low-key debut, I feel like, because Alejandro Kirk has been hitting so well. And 
Moreno was a top 10 prospect and, and really hasn't been getting too much buzz, but he's collected multiple hits in four of his first five games. Um, he's hitting 421, all singles, striking out just 5%, walking 5%. That's kind of the MO for, for Moreno. Um, I think he's a catcher to watch at this point as well. Um, he's not owned in, in a ton of leagues, but definitely a guy to watch. And then probably the hottest name, you know, in, in the fantasy prospect world, one of coming into this season is O'Neill Cruz, who has, you know, all the tools in the world, all the high-end exit velos. This guy could be, you know, even this year or next year, a 30, 30, 20 guy um, and hit 300. It's crazy. So he really started the season struggling. Um, but since May 14th, so kind of the last month in AAA, he's hitting 287, 373, 545. That's a 917 OPS. Um, he looks ready. We'll see. Um, this guy has all the potential in the world. He's already owned in 45% of leagues. If you're in a 10-teamer and you just need some upside at shortstop, this guy has all the upside in the world, so I'd go get him. Do you think you would pick him up in a 10 team league? Cause he's another guy kind of similar to Riley green. Let me see what I have with him because while you're right, he has heaten up in, in the last month, you know, he wasn't very good in April and over the entire span of the minor league so far, at least at this season, he's rocking an OPS under 800. He's a guy I still want to not rush to get him, especially not on a 10 team, maybe 12, maybe 14. Definitely but at least right now, I'm not Definitely rushing 12. to him. Clay, are you rushing I, to him? Yeah, and so I, I'm in a 10-man league as well. And I think where he fits in is if you have Wander Franco who went on the DL or IL, or if you draft like a Brandon Crawford and haven't really found a replacement with more upside or um, both of those prospects, green and Cruz are both owned in my 10 man right now. Um, I think a lot of injuries are going on and people are looking for upside. And right now on the waiver wire, most of the kind of dream on guys have already been picked up. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, Pete, I think it, it's just that O'Neill Cruz and even Riley Green, but O'Neill Cruz, especially like it, from a fantasy perspective, has, you know, he could suck. He obviously could suck. And that's definitely a possibility. But the high end, ceiling of O'Neill Cruz is so high that you have to take a flyer on him, you know, and, and that's not to say that the first place team or the third place team, right? Maybe their benches are so deep that they have so many good players that they can't fit him on the roster. But in most leagues, there's probably a team that, that could use him. I think. I agree. I think you're probably right too. I'm, my thinking was don't drop a legit guy in your starting road or not starting rotation, you know, rotation of your entire yeah. team. Don't drop a big-time guy for O'Neal Cruz thinking that immediately he's going to come up and outperform most shortstops. That's, that was my thinking there, yeah. but I agree. If you have a spot for him, worth the upside because he could perform like crazy, and then you missed out. So don't miss out, but don't also hang your hat on the O'Neal Cruz train and say, this is the guy that's finally taking me to the promised land. That's where I'm looking at it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see that, Pete. I see that. So, Pete, you're you're free to to jump into your first waiver wire guy, and we can kind of go in a rotation here. I love that. We'll go me, then we'll go Colby, then we'll go Clay. We'll give the waivers, and then we'll go around and give our fantasy streamers. So, my first waiver claim is Alec Thomas of the Arizona Diamondbacks, the outfielder, the 22 year old. So. We talked about him at the beginning of the year as a really high floor bat that we thought when he gets called up, he should be 
a player that you go after. Maybe not as soon as he gets called up because, you know, he's not the crazy talent that maybe O'Neal Cruz is, but he's a really high floor bat. And what have we gotten through his first 144 plate appearances? We got what I think that we're going to see for the foreseeable future and then some. I already thought he was a 20 home run, 20 steal guy like that he could even be this year, but that's what he'll be moving forward with maybe even more power than I'm thinking. Right now, he's got five home runs and three steals. So at least in the power and speed department, that's already we're already seeing that. We're also seeing a 275 batting average. We're also seeing a 435 slugging percentage, plenty of hits, and a lot of runs scored. The Diamondbacks have moved him to either the two spot in the lineup. Sometimes they put him lead up, but mostly in the two hole, right in front of Cattell Marte and Christian Walker. Not only does he have RBI opportunities, but he's he's going to stay up at the top of this lineup. Right now, he's 13% owned. And Clay and I were talking pre-recorded with, with Colby, of course. Like, is he worth the 10-team ad? I would say absolutely yes. Right now, he's only owned in 13% of leagues. I know I'm going to get power. I know I'm going to get speed. He's in the 94th percentile on sprint speed. So I even think he's going to start stealing more bases as he gets more comfortable. 275 average. I think that's pretty likely, maybe even more. And then you're giving me runs too. This is a four-category guy that's owned in 13% of leagues, and he was already a high-floor bat. We already thought that he would perform, and he's showing us exactly that. I don't know what else. I mean, of course, we'd like to see more of a sample of him proving it, but this is enough of a sample for me to say, I think this guy, Alec Thomas, is legit. Arum ranked him as his second favorite offensive prospect moving forward this season over a lot of the big time candidates. Alec Thomas is my guy that will now slot into one of my starting five outfield spots in a 10 team league. He's that good. I really love this kid. Yeah. And I think that the main issue with him in 10 man leagues was that he was batting near the bottom of the order to begin with. And he started off hot and I put, I put him on my, my roster immediately cooled down a little bit and I started to drop him for more vet options. If you miss the train on on Michael Harris, um, a lot of people will then go straight to Thomas. He has he has hits in 11 straight games. Um, in the last two games, he's actually been slotted into that two hole and I don't really see that changing moving forward. The Diamondbacks have every reason to give him as many at-bats as possible. This is a guy that already has been getting a lot of run production, but I think in the two-hole, he's going to get even more run production. And I am always a fan of comps, so I'm going to leave you with a little comp here for Alec Thomas. Alex Gordon, that was on the Royals on those World Series rosters, he reminds me a lot of him, where he flashes a really good glove out in center field. Alex Gordon was a right fielder, but very, very similar. Very, very similar, where it's like 20 home run power, 15 steals, really good defense, really good average. Kind of contributes all across the board. I think that's kind of what Alec Thomas brings to the table. Thing is, I think Alec Thomas is a better hitter than he is. I really do. I don't think Alex Gordon ever had the power that Alec Thomas has or the speed. I mean, they both have speed, but I think Alec Thomas is a 25 bag a year guy. Clay, what do you think about Alec Thomas? I know, I know that you kind of just touched on it, but just yeah, wrap a bow so on it and then then we'll move on. He he was one of my favorite pr- prospects coming in, and in the beginning of the year, I, I was watching Reno Aces games, you know, just to get a glimpse of Alec Thomas. And um, I've watched a lot of Diamondback games, and um, he's definitely a player that I would roster, especially if you're dealing with any type of injury in the outfield. 
Um, you know that he's going to be at the top of the order going forward. You know he's going to play every single day. And as a Reds fan, I just watched two series against the Diamondbacks, and that glove is no concern at all. I mean, that's a gold glove type player. So that's not, you know, there's not an obvious hole in his game that many first-year players will struggle with. That's what I'm so saying. I do think that he will be in the lineup just about every single day. And then two hole. So Colby, give us your waiver claim. All right. My waiver claim. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I'm going to do a two player comp because I think it's really fun. So player a is in 229 plate appearances. This player is hitting 313 with an OPS of 842, four home runs, 22 runs and 29 RBIs over that span. So player B, 252 plate appearances. This player is hitting 336 with a 952 OPS. So a bit higher OPS for player B. Eight home runs, 39 runs, and 28 RBIs. Player B is JD Martinez. Player A is Garrett Cooper. And I'm not saying that Garrett Cooper is JD Martinez, but I'm saying that Garrett Cooper is very much a JD Martinez light player. He plays in a worth a worse offense. The Marlins offense is not as good, obviously, but the Marlins offense is 12th in WRC plus in June and actually hasn't been the worst offense in in baseball. Cooper hits second, third, and fourth in this lineup has a ton of RBI potential jazz getting on all the time. Um, The runs are obviously not there for, for Cooper, but he's going to give a nice power boost. And the reason I really like him right now is one, he's 30% owned, but I could see a big bump in the home run total. He only has four home runs this year, but from 2019 to 2021, his home run per fly ball rate was 23.4%. It's just 10% this season. And coupled with a 44% hard hit rate, I I really do think that he has a lot of room for positive home run regression and a, and a he can regress to that career norm of 23.4% home run per fly ball rate. So Cooper right now, is already producing at an elite level, hitting over 300, really good RBI production. And I think there's even more power in the tank here. What's his positional eligibility? First base and outfield. That's huge. That's what I was going to ask because he plays a lot of DH for the Marlins as well. If he qualifies in the outfield as well, this is a great bat, Clay. Yeah, the the only issue I have, because I actually recently dropped him. And the reason why was not because he's not producing and I'm likely going to pick him back up, it's that he constantly throughout his career has missed time with injuries. And right now, I just don't have room for for any injured player. I have five. So it was a player that I didn't want to drop because he is that good, and he's kind of a sneaky, good fantasy player. But the the consistent at-bats due to injury is really the only concern. But he is one of the most underrated hitters in the entire league. And I'm glad that you mentioned the Marlins because that's who my waiver claim is as well on the Marlins. Go ahead. Yeah, you go well, for it. I have 18.8% owned John Birdie, which is more than just a fun name. Um, the 32-year-old's kind of having a bit of a breakout uh, start of this season. He's never really gotten full-time playing time in his career. Um, so far this year, 282 382, 402, 18 stolen bases, a 130 WRC plus eligibility at second and third, four games away from gaining outfield eligibility, five games away from gaining shortstop eligibility. 
any type of injury at shortstop with Rojas or if he's moved on from, you could see Birdie pick up shortstop really quickly. Um, his 13.2% walk rate is awesome. He's getting on base. And um, the one thing that I noticed was he has 18 steals already, which is a career high. 16 of those have come in June. And they've moved him up in the order to either lead off or the two hole. And now Don <laughs> Mattingly is just trusting him and saying, you have the green light. 16 steals in June, and it's the 20th of June, of June as we record right now. Um, I, I, I take that back. 14, not, not 16. Um, but that type of green light going forward, only 18.8% owned. The only issue I see, the batting average of balls in play is 378. That's likely going to come down. But that walk rate, I mean, he's still going to get it on base. And if he's still in bases, I doubt he's available in any type of category league at this point. Um, but even a 10-man league, he, he's going to gain more positions. He's going to steal bases. And right now he's hitting. So why, you know, just write the hot hand. Clay, I'll, I'll back you up on that BABIP stat there, actually, because, yes, he has a BABIP of 378, which feels high. But from, 2020, from 2018 to 2020, he had a BABIP from 354 to 364. So right in that range, a really high BABIP guy. He's a speedster. Yeah. Hits the ball on the ground a lot. So I could see him actually not maintaining a 380 Babbitt, but somewhere close to it. And Peter, a guy we were really high on coming into this season was Adalberto Mondesi because we, we said this guy has, you know, Adalberto Mondesi had all the, you know, upside of stealing 60 or 70 bags. John Birdie is giving you Adalberto Mondesi, you know, production in steals, but actually giving you better offensive production than an Adalberto Mondesi. So legitimately, Mondesi was a ranked as what a, a top six round talent coming into the year. Birdie's giving you that right now. Um, Clay, you mentioned he's, he was 18% on, was that an ESPN leagues? Yes. So for whatever reason, I don't know why this is Yahoo fantasy tends to be a little bit sharper and he's 57% on Yahoo fantasy right now. If you're an ESPN league and you're kind of there a little bit later to the, to, you know, finding these trends, Pick up John Birdie. I mentioned him on our last episode. This guy is a fantasy monster right now. Colby told you to pick him up last week. Clay's telling you to pick him up this week. If you haven't already picked up John Birdie, you're either not listening or you just hate John Birdie for no good reason. Because John Birdie is an absolute speedster. He's got some power too. Low key. He can get the ball out of the ballpark. Problem is he's playing in the cellar in Miami where it's impossible to get the ball at a Lone Depot Park. But get him on the road. He's going to hit some home runs for you, too. He's a very, very exciting player to add to your fantasy league. Let's talk pitching because we went through all the waiver claims this week. We have a lot of good ones, but let's talk pitching. And you guys usually choose, you know, your favorite start for the week. I always try and give the people the two starters. So while I try and find the best matchups of the guys giving you two starts this week, and then you rely on those two guys, Colby and Clay, for your best start of the week. So for my two starts, guys, because we're releasing this on Tuesday, so it's not a ton to choose from. But I got to say, it's hard not to like what Rosny Contreras is going to face this week of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to face the Cubs today as you're listening to this on Tuesday. He's facing the Cubs at home. And don't let the Cubs stats against righties fool you especially in the month of June, because they are a little bit spiked, but they're still not that good. 
And the reason why they're slightly spiked is they were able to play in Chicago when the wind was blowing out crazy at Wrigley Park. So a lot of those stats are a bit inflated there, but still their stats against right-handed pitching is not very good. So Rosny is going to get the Cubs at home on Tuesday. Then on Sunday, it doesn't look like the best matchup here, but Contreras against the Rays at the Trop, I still do like that matchup for him as well. The Rays offense has not been very good lately, especially against righties and especially against guys with stuff like Roesny. I think Contreras can give you two solid starts. I think he can get you a win against the Cubs on Tuesday and don't count him out against those Rays. It's, it's he's facing McClanahan, so it's probably not going to get the win, but I'm expecting a very low scoring game in that one. And you never know, maybe the Pirates can piece together a run or two, but I think he's going to dominate against the Cubs. And then I think he goes up against the Rays at the Trop and has a very stellar outing. And he's still only owned in about 18% of leagues. I have no idea why. You see the strikeouts, you see the stuff. You should go pick him up. He's just not going to get that many wins, but the quality starts are going to start coming in. Contreras is one of my favorite streamers this week. Well, he is my favorite, but he's actually one of my, I love the matchups that he has this week. Colby, you've been shaking your head the whole time. I feel like you're fired up for this one. Yeah, I'm fired up for this one because it, you're right, Peter. I don't know how this guy is only 18% owned. Um, in 12 team leagues, people should be all over him. 10 team leagues as a streaming option. This is amazing in a double start week. Peter, you brought up the Rays, and, and actually they have a worse WRC plus in June than the Cubs. So the Cubs have a 99 WRC plus. The Rays are at 96 WRC plus this month. Not too like just bottom tier offenses currently. The Rays have a lot of injuries, and I, I really like this streaming option. Roanzi has struggled a little bit in his last two starts, but he went up against Atlanta, who's That's can't lose. Just and he's still got a bunch fun. of K's against Atlanta too. Yep, and then went against St. Louis, who's who's also been playing really, really well. So I think he fares better against two offenses that just haven't been as as good this month. Give us your pitcher. Fire it back at me, my friend. All right. I I do not I, I will not advertise this one as better than picking up Roanzi Contreras. But if you're in a deeper league and you need like a home run pick, Rich Hill, the oldest pitcher in baseball. Can anyone tell me? Can anyone tell me who the oldest player in baseball is? This is this is not that hard. I hope Nelson Cruz, third. No, Albert Pujols. Pujols. Pujols yeah. is number one. Yes, and maybe by like five years. We don't really know. <laughs> we don't know. But old Richie, I think old Richie gets it done against the Tigers' offense at home. He's dominated this offense his entire career in sixty-one plate appearances against the current Tigers' offense. He has a one eighty-eight batting average against. The Tigers have a 92 WRC plus against lefties. Every team hits lefties well. The Tigers don't hit lefties well. I think the Red Sox get Rich his third dub of the year. He hasn't been like spectacular this year, 4.42 ERA. But again, it's a streaming option. You got to pick your spots. And I think this is the perfect spot for Rich Hill. Clay, what do you think about Dick Mountain? It's risky. It's risky. Um, But you know, he's the type of pitcher every single year in fantasy you write off because of his age, because of how he, how he kind of doesn't always go deep into games, and then he'll go out and have seven Ks and, you know, just spin the ball to death and wa- watch batters not, not be able to barrel it. So I like the pick, especially in a deep league. Phenomenal. My only worry here, Colby, 
The Tigers, first of all, they're getting a little bit hotter. I don't know if you've seen them recently. They got back Riley Green, and like weirdly, their offense is starting. They to have the worst WRC plus in June. They still do. That's what I was about. To say. <laughs> they still have the worst yeah. WRC plus in June. And but but and the one thing I was going to add on top of that, they are by far the worst offense against righties. I mean, the A's are right there with them, but the Tigers have actually played so bad that they have fallen below the A's, who aren't even trying. Lefties, they that's their only strong suit, and against Dick Mountain. Do you think that they can have a decent day? Do you think that they can have a decent day? I mean, I I, I think maybe. it also is a home run play. So of course they could have a decent day. It's a day. home it's run a play, play, and I think it's a play if you need a win. I don't think Richel at this point in his career is going to give you a quality start. So if you're at a quality start league, probably not the best string option. If you need a win, it's a really, really great option. I think he can give you five to six strikeouts, limit the walks. He's he's always has a has a decent whip. And again, like I said, you gotta pick your spots with Rich Hill. The Tigers is a great spot. Who's he facing that day? Uh, Bo Brisky. Is he going to get a win? No, yeah. <laughs> With Bo Brisky out here just shoving it down the Red Sox throats? You never know. You never <laughs> know, but it's not gambling advice, and Rich Hill's the man this week. Clay, give me yours. I love it. Let me paint the picture here. It's Friday night. You sit down. You have your cocktail. You're ready to watch some baseball, and you tune in to Kansas City versus Oakland to see my streamer pick Cole Irvin owned in 11% of leagues the lefty Cole Irvin is the typical fine starter right he's pretty average across the board however on Friday night at Kansas City his last outing was against the Royals as well he went 6.1 innings three hits one run six Ks two walks I like this matchup um, mostly because the Royals suck. Um, they rank 27th in OPS, 29th in home runs, 25th in WRC plus. And against lefties, they're slashing 233, 303, 363. Um, I, I, I just think that Cole Irvin will go out there and do a typical start. He'll give up one or two, maybe three runs. He'll go about six innings. Um, I, I, I could easily see him you know, get a quality start if you're in that type of a league. Um, he's not going to put up a ton of points, but he's not going to just blow up e- either. So if you're in a points league, expect 10, 12, 13 points. Unless he gets the win, it bumps it up to, you know, 18 points or so. And usually with a streamer, you're looking for that. You're looking for around 10 to 12 points is is what you want. And I, I just don't see an area that Cole Urban will blow up against the Royals. So if he goes out, even in a category league, gets six strikeouts, goes six innings, four, four or five hits and a couple runs, I, I think I'm ready to ride the Oakland train. Clay, what's one thing the Royals don't do very well? Pretty much everything, actually. But, uh, but I'd develop say hit- pitchers, call up prospect first baseman where where do you want me to start i i want you to start with the fact that they just can't hit lefties i think it's very 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 fine i mean they're like 23rd best ops in baseball against lefties they just haven't hit them all year i like cole Irvin. i think he's always been kind of an underrated pitcher too my only thing is i don't think he's going to rack up 
gouty K numbers, but I don't think he's going to walk anyone. And I think he could come away with a win. So I think it's actually, I think it's a good one. And that's also a deeper league. I have one more starter that I noticed. It's, it's one I'm, I'm targeting now for Thursday for not gambling advice. And I just wanted to kind of bring it to the forefront of why I'm already kind of looking ahead at this game. So we know, and you know what, I've kind of coined this nickname for myself, but I feel like I deserve it. I have a good grasp of the guardians. Right. I tend to bet them a lot, whether it's just McKenzie, whether it's Cal Quantrill, whether it's Bieber, whether I'm against them for them, like fading Zach Plesak, all of it. I just have a good grasp, I think, on this Guardians team. I don't know why. I love watching them and I've been very profitable. They were my most profitable team last year and they are now my most profitable team this year. On Thursday, it's Devin Smeltzer versus Zach Plesak. I think the Twins are going to come away with a win here, and I think Smelter's going to pitch pretty well. In June, the Twins have the best offense against righties. Like, of all teams, the Twins have the number one WRC plus in baseball against right-handed pitching. They're going to see Plesak, who they've been able to beat up on, for, on before. He's got a 341 expected batting average, a 633 expected slugging. The Twins should hit him very well. The Guardians' one problem this year kind of similar to the Royals who they actually rank lower against lefties. That's who Devin Smeltzer is. He's a lefty for the twins and against the guardians current roster. He holds a 156 batting average against a super low X Woba and a super low X slugging. I think Devin Smeltzer is going to come out of that Thursday matchup with a win and a quality start. He's not going to strike a ton of guys out, but that's an easy one, at least for me. And I'm targeting the twins in that matchup. And I think he makes sense for fantasy. Clay, Colby, I'll go to Clay first. What do you think about the Devin Smelter pick? I like him. Um, I think he's a pretty good pitcher. I, I don't think he's great. He's kind of like a Cole Irvin in a way. You know, um, you'll you'll get about what you expect to get from from a number four or five, you know, starter. Um, it's not great, but yeah, I'm not big on on the Guardians um roster especially with the top of the order kind of struggling compared to last year with Miles Straw not not being as productive as we saw once he came over to Cleveland last year. Franmil Reyes is coming back soon. I don't know if it will be this week. That could factor into it. Um, but but can't o- hit overall, I, I like that pick. Colby? Colby, you're muted. Yeah, Colby, Colby muted himself on the Zoom. <laughs> my, bad, my bad they're, we're getting roofing done work and they're just like banging hammers above me and and i don't even know if you guys can hear it but it's really loud so that's why i was muted but devin smelter might be the most due pitcher in baseball right now right. he's given up seven home runs over his last three outings and has just been getting kind of shelled but at the same time i think he's really really due here pete it's a good spot for him um against that guardians offense yeah i'm i'm down with it man i like these lefties that were just throwing at everybody today on this yeah absolutely guys before we end this episode too i want to bring up actually colby let's leave him on a cliffhanger prize picks we have so many props that we have been going after on twitter every single day at 2 30 p.m eastern we have a daily prize picks twitter space on my twitter which you can find in the episode description Prize picks is unbelievable. We're getting all the best value on that book. And if you use code just baseball, you get a full deposit match for joining us. Might as well use some free money in order to tail us when we do these Twitter prize pick spaces because it's not just me. 
I bring my best prop. Colby brings his best prop. Sometimes Clay comes in and gives his best prop. There are so many people around the community that bring their best. We play the five and we have now won six of our last nine where you either 2X if we hit four or five or 10X if we hit five of five. It's an absolute no-brainer to come join us and it's an absolute no-brainer to use our code because you get some free money to play along with us. Click the code link in our episode description, play on prize picks with us. Or if you don't want to click on the link when you're downloading, remember to use code just baseball now back to the original cliffhanger Colby what were you gonna say yeah my clip I mean this has just been a guy that I've been frustrated with all year because Alex Cobb right now I know it's so annoying has a 5.62 ERA a 2.06 xERA a 3.27 FIP he's striking out 10 and a half per nine walking less than three per nine Everything looks incredible on here. His left on base percentage right now, 55% is so well below where it should be. And yeah, he's giving up some home runs, which is, you know, it's normal of someone like that, but he gives, he had, he gets a ton of ground balls. This is a guy that's owned in, you know, less than 40% of leagues right now. And a guy that I'm really watching, I have him owned actually on a lot of my rosters. He came back. He was on the injured list for, you know, a couple of weeks with, um, I believe a back injury, um, came back off the injured list, pitched against Pittsburgh, didn't pitch great, gave up two home runs, four innings pitched, two earned, two home runs, two strikeouts. Like it wasn't a sexy outing by any means, but I don't really put much weight into outings when they come off the aisle anyway. But really, guys, like this guy's got to turn it around at some point, right? That, I just want to get your opinion on this because he's got to turn it around, right? The most unlucky pitcher I've ever seen, at least not ever seen through the first couple of months. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. There's no other way to describe it. It's not like it's stuff looks that bad. It's just with runners on, he gets annihilated to proportions we just haven't seen. That's what's leading to the crazy, you know, discrepancy between FIP and XERA because it's not like he's giving up a ton of hard contact. He's not walking a bunch of guys. He's striking out plenty of hitters. It's just when there are guys on base, he folds. It's something. It has to do with the way he's pitching from the stretch rather than the windup has to be something there because there's no I, other I way to just luck. I there's think no it's other just way to bad explain luck. it. It's either just crazy bad luck or there's a problem with him in the stretch. Those are the only two things I could come up with, right? I mean, though, because everything else looks great. Clay, what have you seen to wrap up? I have not watched a single pitch from him this entire year. I don't know how. I, I watch games every single night. I don't know how. I've just missed every one of his starts, but – so I can't add anything. So I'll trust you all. I do want to mention two quick notes before we go out. The waiver wire article came out this morning. It includes a certain pitcher for the Miami Marlins who has had four save opportunities in his past five outings and has converted three and is only owned in 5.7% of leagues. Um, a few other names as well on there. And then the other thing is kind of a free pickup in fantasy. This does not happen often. ESPN did not have Buddy Kennedy in their system. He was just called up, hit a grand slam. I think in his three games has um, a hit in each one. They just added him today. So technically what happens is he goes on the waiver wire. So you can claim him. He's not an automatic pickup. So that's a guy, Kettle Marte has been dealing with an injury. And has missed, he, he's going to miss Monday's game as well. So he's missed four or five in a row. If he goes on the IL, Kennedy is a prospect. I think he's about 24, 25 years old. They're going to give him the run at second. He already has a grand slam, a few hits. If you're in a deep league or if your team just really needs to take a risk on something, 
Buddy Kennedy could be a play, and he's owned in 0% of leagues. You know how I know Buddy Kennedy? I had the Twins money line against the Diamondbacks, and Buddy Kennedy oh. decided, let's hit a grand slam. So I don't know Buddy Kennedy real well. He had a good bat in every single bat he had. I swear he did. Every, every yeah. at-bat was a good at-bat. That's what I always like to tell. Give me good at-bats. Because at least guys who don't have good at-bats, you know, sometimes they can run into one, but they just piss me off too much to watch. Give me guys with good at-bats. Buddy Kennedy gave me good at-bats. It's a good pickup. It sounded like a little bit of gambling advice there. No. Maybe I a little say bit. That. Is it not? Okay. You know what? It's not. It's, you up. know what? This is getting too much. Now it's not gambling advice. We know this. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. But wherever we're at, it's not gambling advice. Use code prize picks in order to play along with us. But it, again, it's not gambling advice. And another big announcement here on not gambling advice. We're going to start to transition a little bit here, people. And I'm very excited to do so because what on not gambling advice is going to become is the daily best bets as well as the prize picks lean. So what you'll hear is a morning podcast around 10 to 15 minutes. It'll be my daily best bets. And then Clay and Colby are about to start the Just Fantasy Show, which is going to be awesome. They are going to be talking a ton of fantasy baseball. So we're separating it. If you guys want a ton of fantasy, if you want a ton of gambling, if you want both, we're going to have both outlets for you. Our guy Clay is killing it on the waiver wire articles on JustBaseball.com, which you need to be reading every week because I am. That's how I'm doing it. That's how I get a lot of my info is from our guy, Clay, here. Really, I'm going to be doing gambling. They're going to be doing the Just Fantasy show. So stay tuned for more gambling content on here. And these two superstars are going to be doing the Just Fantasy show. Not yet. We're kind of giving you guys some previews with Clay and Colby because they got a great dynamic and it's going to be a great show. And I can't wait to get started because it's going to be awesome. I have nothing but high praise. Nothing but high praise, gentlemen. To the man, Pete. Yeah, that, that wraps it up. That wraps it up. And with that, 